Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast. And this is episode 145, where we once again bring another interview with a cast member. I hope you guys are excited for this episode of Interview with a Cast Member just as much as I am. This was such a fun episode to do with Caroline. She joined the show to talk about her time working at Walt Disney World during the Disney College program. So she has a bunch of fun stories for us today to share, yeah, her time working at Walt Disney World. So, you know, I'm keeping this nice and short today. So why don't we just jump right into it and begin this episode of the Excess Press Podcast. Today's show, we have Caroline from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Caroline, how's it going? It's good. We are living the quarantine dream right now. Yeah, I, if you could say that. I mean, if you're if you love <laughs> just staying inside most of the time, and but <laughs> uh, how's your quarantine dream going? Um, actually, it's not bad. I recently just picked up a new gig where I'm like an online shopper, so it is considered essential. So I'm like the Uber driver for groceries. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, make sure you stay safe out there because it's definitely not easy. Um, And but I mean, I think a lot of people are happy for what you're doing because, yeah, it's kind of takes it's a little gutsy to do that. So um, I definitely applaud you for doing that because, yeah, what what made I'm just curious what made you decide to try to do that? Um, So I was a waitress at home and then our restaurant closed down because of the coronavirus just temporarily. And I like can't stand not doing anything. And I applied and got hired like right away. So I've been doing it for like the past week. And so far, I love it. All right. Well, that's good. I mean, hey, um, I'm, I'm glad to see that you're doing that. Uh, but again, yeah, stay safe out there and yeah, just keep it up because you're definitely helping out a, a lot of family out there, or just people in general. And uh, I'm, I'm sure they're very thankful for what you're doing. I mean, I certainly am. So, yeah. Uh, cool. Sounds good. Well, I'm glad everything is going okay. Yeah, we are in some weird times right now, but we're going to talk uh, a little bit about Disney because you used to work <laughs> for the mouse himself. 
So you betcha. Yeah. So um, before we kind of get into what you did uh, over at Walt Disney World, I want to learn just a little bit about like your Disney history. Like what like what just attracts you to the parks? Like, did you grow up with Disney? Like what kind of made you fall in love uh, with Disney itself? So when I was little, we would probably go around once or twice a year for a family trip. And there's I'm the youngest of four. So there'd be a total of six of us that would go. So it was kind of like our once a year big trip. And then we all grew up and like started having sports and everything. So there was probably like a four or five year gap where we didn't go. And then my parents took me and my best friend for my 16th birthday. So ever since my sophomore year of high school, we started like picking it back up and going frequently. And then my senior year of high school into my freshman year of college, I think I went like six or seven times that year because I got an annual pass. So it just kind of started going more frequently and fall in love with it, especially as like an adult. So sounds good. Yeah. So you've, you definitely have a history uh, from it. And yeah, I think a lot of people definitely appreciate it more as an adult. Cause I mean, I was a kid, I was young, but it was a whole nine years uh, from when I went from like high school until I was an adult. So it yeah. took, took, well, definitely took me a lot longer to get back than, than you, it seems. But <laughs> um, Oh, that's cool. Sounds good. Um, so from what I understand, you did the Disney college program, correct? Correct. All right. So how, like, did you always know about the college program or did you learn about it while you were in school? Well, like, how did you find out about it? So I had always heard about it and I always knew when I went down there, I would see the name tags that had the university, but the university. So I started at Catholic university, which is an in DC and it's kind of a smaller private college where like there's not as much room to do external internships like that. So once I decided on going there, it was kind of just like not a thought in my mind. Um, and then I had went to Disney that year and I like thought about it and I was talking to someone and then I had a friend that did it. And I, I was like, you know what? I think this is something like I really want to do. And I figured that if I wanted to do it bad enough, I would make it work with school. And I did. So. Oh, that's awesome. No, I'm glad, I'm yeah, glad you did. I'm glad you did it. I mean, because it's still one of my regrets in life. I was accepted into it and didn't go because no uh, I was worried about school. So yeah, um, I, I've, I've talked to so many people now and they just kind of, I wish I had the courage to <laughs> yeah. uh, to do it like everyone else. So, mm -hmm. uh, well, that's awesome. So um, you, so what year, what year was this that you, uh, you were accepted into the program? So I was accepted for fall, I mean, spring of 2019. Okay, so this oh, this was very recent then. Yeah, so it was like a year ago. Okay, nice. So did you do the full like um? What, so what is that? June to December, or did you do what? What, what was it? Um, so it was spring. So I started in. Sorry if I said fall. I meant spring. No, it you was, said you said spring. I think I'm getting the dates okay. kind of mixed up. So you started so, January then, correct? Yes, I okay. started right after the new year, and then it ended right at the end of May. Oh, gotcha. Okay, cool. Sounds yes. good. So where, did you know what you wanted to do? Because I know you always have to kind of choose like um, which kind of roles did you want. So what were like your mm -hmm. kind of top choices? My absolute number one was PhotoPass. And when I was asked about an interview, I like completely word vomited on it. <laughs> and merchandise was high up there too because any friend that I ever had that did the college program, they were all merchandise. So it kind of just seemed like one of those things that I was like, maybe, maybe that's what I should do. Um, 
So it's definitely the photo pass merchandise, and then I would say a number three, like a strong one, would be a character pendant. Gotcha. Okay. So so what did you end up getting? I was merchandise. All right. Well, sounds yep. good. Uh, that's awesome. So, um, so you you were saying that you were in D.C. at the time, correct? Correct. Okay. So, uh, I guess because you were you you living in Pittsburgh, so you're yep. still kind of you're pretty far from from home. It's definitely not easy to get back and forth. So I assume the transition to Florida wasn't too bad for you because you were already away from home for a while. Yeah, it was actually, I mean, the drive down took a while, but once I got in, it literally couldn't have been a smoother transition. And I think it's because you're living in the same environment that like everyone's doing the same thing and everyone has the same interests. So it just makes the transition so simple. No, that's, yeah, that's definitely true. Everyone's just in love with Disney, ready to go to the yeah. parks, eat their mm-hmm. ice cream bars and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Excellent. So what, so when you, cause I know you, you didn't find out, when did you find out uh, where you were going to be specifically when you got there or before you left? I found out about, okay, so here's a little tidbit, a little secret. <laughs> um, All right. I'm interested. Yes. So I had a friend who was doing fall 2018 and I had told her that I was coming for spring 2019 so once you get accepted into the college programs i got accepted in october you're already in the system and they know where you're going so right around like thanksgiving i she looked me up in the system because we were chatting so she was able to tell me like right around thanksgiving where my location was but i didn't hear anything from disney until like 10 days before i got there oh wow so you definitely had a uh, a head start of everyone yeah. So. So well, I mean, well, that also could be like a good or bad thing because. It could be. Yes. Yeah. So hopefully, it was a good thing for you. It was. I. I think it was a good thing too because I, my home location was Hollywood Studios, and at first I thought like Magic Kingdom or Bust, but then I ended up like absolutely falling in love with my home location. Oh, that's awesome! So, so yeah. what? So what did you end up getting? I was Sunset Boulevard and Hollywood Studios. Okay, so you just kind of work the shops around the boulevard because from what I understand, you can hop between them, right? Correct, yeah. There- so on Sunset Boulevard, you have like three indoor stores and then you have an outdoor pin cart. Okay, so yeah. from what I understand, they're, they're, it's set up as like blocks, right? Is that still, is that a term that I'm using correctly? Um. Yeah, do you mean like for the stores? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I just remember people talking about how uh, I guess it because it's different uniforms for each position, correct? For indoor and outdoor, it's different positions. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. Cool. And it's different cost. I think uh, costumes is what I meant. It's yeah. Indoor. Okay. Yep. So yeah, you you don't know. I guess you just get your schedule ahead of time, and you'll you'll know where you're at. Yeah. So on your home location, like I would say, it would say Sunset Boulevard once upon a time, and if it said that, that. That was your indoor. And then if it said ranch or tots, and tots meant theater of the stars cart because it sat across from the Beauty and the Beast area, that meant you wore your outdoor costume. And then we had the ability to trade shifts. So that's whenever you could end up working in Magic Kingdom or Epcot. And then you'd find the appropriate costume. Oh, cool. Sounds good. Did you did you take advantage of those transfers at all? I did. I think I'm try- I have to think about it again, but I know... I think my number, I ended up working around 15 different places. Oh, wow. All right. Well, yeah. definitely, definitely we'll get to that because I want to learn a little more. But before we get there, um, yeah, I just want to know, like, how, how was training for you? Like, what, what was that like? 
So it started off like really simple with traditions. It was like really exciting and it was a long day because it was like four and a half hours, but I was super excited about it. You learn a lot of stuff. And then I think my first week was probably like actually on the job was probably, I don't want to say the worst thing, but it just like wasn't. <laughs> it, I was like, okay, this is not fun because we would sit in rooms and we would kind of get lectures and, and then you'd follow someone around. And at one point you like, you just wanted to like hop on the floor and get going and you're wearing your earning your ears thing and you have no idea like how to answer any questions. But obviously guests don't know that. So like they're still like trying to ask you. So I would say after I got out of like the first like eight days of training is whenever it was like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Like training is never a fun thing because you're just, I mean, it's also tough because you're clueless of what's going on, but you're also at Disney. So you just want to get into the parks and just start it. You just want to get, I I mean, I would imagine. So yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, so what was, um, like, what was an average day like for you working at the studios? So most of the time for CPs, you were scheduled at night. It was mostly like full-time and part-time people that had a day shift. So it was around like three, it could be anywhere from like three to five when you would go in because the nice thing about studios is it always had like a set close time. So it was either eight or nine, depending on the time of year. So it was never, you were never really there super late. But I think I also calculated that there wasn't one day throughout my whole college program where I wasn't in a park and either working or as a guest. So normally I would go to the park beforehand and like have a fast pass ready to go and have my costume in my backpack. I would ride a ride, maybe grab a snack, and then I would like change over and hop on for my shift. Oh, that's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I might wanna get there later, but were you there for the opening of Galaxy's Edge or you just missed that? I just missed that. It was like right at the end of my program. Oh, uh, okay, all right. Did you have to do like any, I mean, I assume didn't because you were on Sunset Boulevard, but did you do any prep work at all for that or not really? You weren't really part of that. Um, I didn't have to do any work for it, but we got to see like a lot of cool like behind the scenes things and we would walk in and they, they would have like snacks and everything for us to like get you excited for Galaxy's Edge. So you'd be able to like see a lot of cool things behind stage. Oh, nice. So, so like behind Galaxy's Edge itself? Um, Kind of. It's like where we would walk in as cast members. There's a separate entrance, which is over behind like Indiana Jones and the Muppets. So it's kind of behind Star Wars. Okay, gotcha. Cool. Yeah. All right, cool. Sounds good. So, when you were working um, in, in like inside and outside of the shops, like what were some of your job duties? Uh, to what, like, what, what were some of the things you had to do? So, whenever you first got there, it was a very organized system. You would log on to your, um, it's called CDS, so it was like your cast deployment system, and you would pull an assignment. So, if you were inside, you would find out what of the three stores you were going to. Then you would find out if you were on a register or you'd find out if you're merchantaining so merchantaining was that's that is the first time i've ever heard that term on the really? show really yeah i've never heard of the yep. merch i've heard of like terminology that the cast members use that's the first time mm-hmm. yep merchantainment so you'd be put in a second and um i mean the easier ones were was like the pixar store if you're merchantaining there because you could grab a pixar ball or you could grab the flying buzz and you just literally go and play with it I, I want to do that. That yeah, sounds amazing. Maybe like put on put on a jacket that we were selling. So it was anything that we were selling, whether it was a toy or a slap bracelet, you were to put it on, advertise it, walk around and engage with people. 
Do you have any cool like stories from when you were merchantating and like entertaining folks? Any any anything come out of that? Um, I think the funnier ones is whenever you would have your flying buzz. Are you familiar with what the flying? Uh, I mean, I don't. Is there a specific one? Because I mean, I know so, Buzz opens his wings and stuff, but is yeah. there a specific one you're talking about? Yeah. So we had this one where you would hold the remote control and you would hold this little like foam Buzz, and then when you press the remote control, he would start flying on this like string. So it was super entertaining to watch. So like you'd be like flying this Buzz around, and like people would be like walking by like in awe. It was probably like the biggest seller when a kid would see it because he had to have it. And it was only, I think it was like right at $14.99, so it wasn't crazy expensive. But the ones we were merchantating with were the ones that usually were like maybe broken or something was wrong with them. So at some points, your flying buzzwing might go like flying off and hit somebody. <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't hurt. It's just like kind of startles people. So you always like ran that risk with like your flying buzz is going to attack somebody. So was this was this inside the store you were flying it? You can go inside or you could stand right outside. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't fly that far. The string is probably like two and a half feet long. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and he like propels in the air. Oh, cool. All right. Sound, sounds good. So hopefully you didn't injure too many people while you were doing it. No, that. no. I just startled some. <laughs> nice, nice. So what, what were some of the other, um, besides merchantaining, what were some of the other things that uh, you might be doing? So you know beforehand if you were this, but... So you're either on registers or merchantating. That's like a one day shift or you'd be on stock and stock is whenever you just like it was it was good at some points, but at other points it was just like almost maddening because that would be like your whole six or eight hours and you're assigned to one section the whole time. And that's like your thing. That's why the shelves do look so good most of the time, because we're like walking around perfecting things and like making sure all the shirts are in the right sizes, making sure like all the Mickey Mouses are sitting up straight on the shelves. And it only takes like one kid to be grabbing something and then like throwing it somewhere else. So that's, those are always like a hit or miss. Yeah. <laughs> no, all right, gotcha. So I do have a question with, with, I mean, there's a lot of merchandise that comes out that's either like limited edition and like people go crazy for it. Was there anything like that while you were working where something was just super popular that was hard to like keep in stock? The donut ears were probably the biggest one. Oh, I, okay. I def well, I definitely remember those because that was part of like the yep. summer fun collection, I think, right? Yep. It came out like right around flower and garden time. Yeah. And they were so popular. And I remember this one time though. I felt so bad this girl came in and they like weren't manufactured the best and they she put her and her sister had them and they put them in their backpack and they were facing each other and they ended up melting together and oh jeez I made like a donut joke about frosting and what made it even worse is that like they were so popular we didn't even have an insert place them oh no I mean <laughs> did they appreciate your joke um, not really, but oh, man. The fact they had a park hopper and, um, I was able to like find it in another park. Like we had a special iPad that would give you like the merchandise locator for every park. So I was able to like redirect them to get them somewhere else. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you were able to turn the situation around. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I'm always interested to like kind of know about those things, like people coming in going crazy. Was it like... Was it something that people rushed for like in the morning when they first came out or was it just like they were just popular and that was it? 
Well, we would like know that they were coming because we would have a bin for them in the back. And it would always kind of be like a talk of like, oh, we think these are going to be popular, we don't. Um, but we would get there at like four or five. And so you would get there and they might already be sold out. Oh, yeah. They usually work the later shifts. So, yeah. So, like, it's one of those things where I think like someone sees someone else wearing it and it's like for the first time. And when they find out it's sold there, they just like go and buy it. And yeah. th that's just like the mentality there. It's like you're on vacation. Yeah. I don't think people, um, Oh man, I've totally lost my train of thought. I, ha I was thinking, <laughs> I had another thing I was thinking in my head, but um, yeah, you never know. Oh, you never know what is going to become popular. Um, yeah, yeah, right, you I, can't predict that. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. You, you can't predict like what it's going to be. Um, Disney might think that one thing is going to be like a huge hit, but it's just like a big flop. Um, right. Because I mean, there's plenty of times I've walked into the Disney store where all this new merchandise comes out and there's still a ton of it there. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, and yeah, I don't. You mentioned the um, the iPad with the things locating, um, uh, like locating throughout the parks. I don't know if a lot of, mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't know this, but like, it's really good in the My Disney Experience app as well to like search for items. Yeah. Because um, I like I've done it plenty of times. It's like, oh, I want a specific item. Like for instance, the last trip, um, my buddy he helped us out with something on the trip. He was with us, but like he was he wanted the the Thanos from the Avengers. He wanted the Thanos Magic Band. Mm -hmm. um, but it was kind of hard to find. I found it in Epcot just by using the app. It was able to locate it. So just a tip out there. Just use the My Disney Experience app in case uh, you don't know. You can actually find specific items throughout the parks. Um, just wanted to mention that. Um, but yeah, cool. So yeah, I always I, I was always curious about like those special merchandise things just to see what the kind of um, if there's like rules of how many people can buy and stuff like that. So um, they're actually yeah. So you cannot. There's like a lot of different algorithms for it. And we didn't have that many problems with it. So it wasn't a huge deal. But you can't buy 10 of more than one item. Oh, 10 is still a lot. <laughs> it's still a lot. But like there was this lady and I still to this day have no idea what she was doing. And I would ask her about it every single time. Once a week, she would come in and buy 10 Slinky Dogs. 10? Just like the regular Slinky Dogs? Yep. 10 of them. And, like, she had to be selling them or doing something weird with them. But I never, I always got a different answer out of her. She would come in and buy 10 slinky dogs. She would, she would give you different answers? Yeah. Like what? what? Like, what do you remember some of the answers? I know she told me that her son really liked slinky dog. And I was like, so why all right. is no, no one likes slinky like, dog. Yeah. Sorry, like it, no, you're fine. Like, it was all the slinky dog. And then another one is, like, she was buying it as a party favor. And another one, she was buying it for a daycare. So she always had, like, something different to say. And she would try and keep, like, interactions very minimal. Yeah, that's... All right. Well, that's definitely interesting. I mean, no one likes Slinky Dog that much, for sure. Yeah. Um, so we never knew what she was doing with them. Yeah. All right. Mis mystery Slinky Dog Shopper. I got to figure... Yeah. Okay, well, we'll so scout the internet. To That'll see be our we, project. Yeah, where we can find lots of Slinky Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Sounds good. Um, so yeah, I want to kind of get into the fun stuff, like the, the stories that you might have to share. Like, um, we're, were you able to create some magical moments for, for some of the guests that were there? Yeah. I had like, just being able to interact with people from all over, like people really like genuine conversations, I feel like. Um, and I loved like if I was working outside and I'm just like holding a bubble wand 
you're just like you're automatically so much more approachable so i absolutely love like seeing how kids just light up when they see a bubble wand is unreal so that was always really fun um it was always kind of simple like you could you had like some leeway here and there to be able to like give stuff away in a way we had um no strings attached it was like a little pinocchio card so i know this one time this lady came in and it was actually mother's day and her baby had had an accident but i was able to like completely give them a new outfit and she started crying and it's just like crazy because it was so simple for me to do but that little act like turned her whole day around oh that's great yeah no, I totally relate to the uh, what you were saying that, um, well, maybe I can't relate to it, but what you were saying, like, you're just more approachable um, when you are yeah. you have something in your hand. I mean, especially for kids, because, like, all the, the kids don't care about rides most of the time. They, they just want the, the bubble wands uh, and whatever they see another kid having. Um, mm-hmm. they, just, they just want that. So, um, uh, cool. So what else? Any, any other kind of magical moments? Um, so I have a weird moment that I, I always like to tell when I talk about things. Perfect. I, I like I like weird moments too. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I guess it was kind of magical in a way, but at the same time, it's just like almost like super weird. So I was standing on Sunset Boulevard. I was working an outdoor shift and I was working the trolley cart. So you're by yourself with the trolley cart. And this man came walking by and he kind of, he looked at me, he smiled and then he did a double take and he was in his like late seventies and he walked away and then he came back and he started chatting with me. And like, I had recognized him because he did the double take and, um, we were just chatting for a little bit and I was like, he wasn't buying anything. So I was like, what could this man possibly want? And then he was like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be flirting with you. And I was like, Oh no, like this is creepy. And then he was like, I saw you. And he was like, when I saw your eyes, he was like, you're, a replica of my wife as a teenager and he was like she passed away last year to cancer and you're just like a spitting replica of her and so i had to come talk to you and then his son came over and he was like who does she look like and he was like she looks like mom when she was younger wow that's uh i don't know if that's a weird thing like a a coincidence or it's just something that the, the the father and son use as a... yeah so well they had like kids with them so oh, it was okay. just it was super it was just weird but it was very strange okay well hey i mean it's uh, that would be pretty pretty crazy but yeah definitely weird if that was uh, for sure true i mean people mm-hmm. people there's def- i feel like everyone in the world has a doppelganger yeah like, or like a, a twin out there um right. I, I feel like that's just a thing so it's yeah it's very possible um, okay, cool. All right. Well, yeah, weird moment in Disney. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so, sure. so when, when you were, cause you, you, you said before, um, you were pretty much at a park every single day that mm-hmm. when you were working there. So, I mean, obviously, cause one of my questions I always like to ask is like, what's something that you love to do when you weren't working there? So obviously you love going to the parks, but were, was there anything like, is special for you to do like was there something that you really liked enjoy uh, like the, like something you enjoyed doing the most like whether it was like just walking around world showcase or seeing illuminations or just like going into going into main street and just people watching something like that uh my number one thing is sitting on the hub grass with some form of drink whether it's joffrey's or starbucks and like looking at the castle and listening to the music 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm so happy they, they expanded that area out there. Mm-hmm. I think it just gives the the hub just so much more um, pizzazz. I don't know, that's probably not the greatest word to use, but <laughs> um, it, uh, it makes it more majestic and just, yeah, a place that you'd want to, like, hang out and just kind of lay out, maybe put, like, a, I don't know if Disney allows blankets or anything like that to throw down there. Um, yeah, they do. I've had pictures uh, down there before. Yep, yeah, you can, like, you can camp out there. Yeah, well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, people can, like, grab some dinner or something beforehand and, like, watch the fireworks, uh, just kind of, like, hang out there. Right. Um, Because, yeah, I could totally see, like, a family bringing in some, like, lunch into the parks and, like, having, like, a picnic on the the hub. Yeah. Um, The only thing is I wish it had more shade because... Yep. (laughs) It definitely does not have that. Yeah, it's not the move. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely can get hot out there. So, I mean, at least for me, I probably only do that on like cloudy days. Yeah. Um, or when the sun is setting, maybe. But yep. uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Was there anything else like that, or um, I'm just curious if there if there was anything else. Uh, so that's definitely my number one. And then I really loved being able to like, especially if I did get an earlier in the day shift, I loved running around the boardwalk. Um. I've done the run Disney events, so I was like training for that while I was down there. But running from the boardwalk to Hollywood and back was like a great loop. Oh, nice! Yeah, no, that's got to be a, a a gorgeous loop. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I flat too. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, we uh, my last trip, we we went, we spent a lot of time at the boardwalk, which I've never really done before, and yeah, it's just so nice around there. Um, yeah, oh, that's great. That's cool. Um, so what are, what are some other stories? I mean, you've, you've probably told plenty of stories in the past of stuff that's happened at your college program. So what else uh, that's just on your mind that, uh, what other stories you might have? It's hmm. a good question. Me. Okay. So this is kind of strange. So me and my roommate, we were completely random. And then, so our first like wave of CPs, I think they said that year, like that week there was, was like 1400 people coming in and so me and my random roommate which is just so weird still we're in the exact same home location and we ended up becoming best friends and we like but never got to work a day with each other and then the one day so like we'd wake up we chatted we went to breakfast we had breakfast and then we're like oh okay we're going to work and since we picked up so much like you never knew where someone was gonna be <laughs> and yeah. then but she went in like 15 minutes before me and so when i went in to get an assignment outside was like way more congested every time i would get an assignment it would bump her somewhere else so i had a 15 minute follow so like wait I um, in- sorry i'm a little confused i'm a little confused by so exp- sorry explain to me okay, again okay. how the how does that work yeah so side you would have two or three people under the main pin stand and then you would have one person at the trolley cart so she came in, got her assignment, and she was at the trolley cart. And then I came in, like, 15 minutes later, I got an assignment, and it said, Carolyn, like, go bump Sabrina and take her spot. So I would go take Sabrina's spot. Sabrina would go to the pin, like, the pin hub. And then someone else was, like, my follow. And so you just keep, like, bumping people. So you bump someone to break, and then eventually, like, you bump somebody out. And it, we just, like kept bumping each other like i bumped her to break when she came back she bumped me to break so we never like actually got to work with each other that day 
Oh, so so you you she would totally work. She works somewhere else in throughout the resort. Is that what you're saying? And then, but she just so happened to work in your area the one day, and you were bumping her. So you never, you still not got, you still never got to work with her. So we know we were actually the same home location. So we were both working on sunset outside, but just with the way it worked, like I still kept like bumping her out. So we never really actually like got to work oh, together. Oh, okay. So the entire few months, you you literally never worked with her. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay. That's, yeah, that, I'm one. how does that work out for the entire months? You just don't work together at all. I don't know. And then like randomly the one time we were talking about like going to work and then we both found out we were working the Emporium together at Magic Kingdom. So we got to ride with each other. And I think it was one of those shifts that didn't start till like 7 p.m. So oh, jeez. So we didn't get out of there like 3 a.m. And then we went to the Waffle House after and it's so funny because you walk in and it's just like a whole bunch of like half-dressed cast members. You know, I've heard that before. So definitely in the past, uh, people working late night and then going to the Waffle House. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. No, it, it sounds like a thing. So. Yeah, it's oh, it's such a it's like a cast member hot spot. Oh, nice. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So yeah. So so we're kind of winding down on town uh, on time here, but um, one of the last uh, one of the few things I want to ask you that I have here left is like, to you, like what's what's your favorite memory from working there? Like looking back at the entire time you worked there, like what's the one memory that kind of sticks out uh, that you you find to be your favorite? Um. I don't have a specific pinpoint, but I just know like hanging out in the stock rooms with somebody was just like the most fun. Like you'd find out like your friends working that day and just like the people you meet, you become so close to your home location and just like going back in there and maybe just like bouncing like a lotso ball back and forth as you're chatting. We're just like the best things ever. We're just like standing by the water as you're like waiting to go back on stage. It's just like the small moments that you don't actually like really think about. Yeah, you're in this you're you're in this like big area with all these guests and it's definitely probably kind of it's got to be good to just kind of step back and have a little bit of fun behind the scenes. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um well cool. Those are those are kind of almost all the questions that I have, but was there anything that I didn't ask that you you want to share about this uh this opportunity that I had cuz I mean you're there for um for what was it like 5 5 6 months you were down there. So was there anything yeah. else you want to share about this uh this time? Um, I mean, I know we kind of touched on this with you, but I think anyone who's in college that has even like the slightest idea of wanting to do this should just do it because school's kind of like always going to be there. Whereas the college program like has an age limit and has like a time limit. So, and all schools are like super accommodating. Like my school, I was the first person to like ever do it from there and they made it work for me. So I definitely oh, think that's awesome. I, yeah, you just like you need to go for it because I've never met anybody who's regretted it. Yeah, uh, it, every time I talk to someone, I just I, I always have that little regret in the back of my head. So yeah, yeah. no, it's I would yeah I would I would want to, I wish I could go back and kick myself and do it. So yeah, it's irreplaceable. Yeah. So now that it's over, um, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, if you went. Luckily, you went last year because I mean I know some I, one cast member who was down there for the spring semester for this this year, and they all had to leave. Um, yep. But do you plan on maybe going back for a second term or like? 
going to do maybe like a professional internship down there or maybe just working for Disney in the future? Yeah, so I actually got accepted for a DCP in the fall. Oh, awesome. It would have been from August to January and it was in California. Um, But I did decide, so it was in food and beverage and I know like I just really want photo paths. So I'm actually finishing up school this December and I'm going to reapply and I'm hoping that like, I just like, I want to do the photo pass and just like get it out of my system. Like that's just like what I really want to do. So I'm hoping I can do that for just like the five months after I graduate. And then it is like, I don't want to say easier, but it's, um, you have more opportunities if you're transferring from within with growth as opposed to applying outside. So I'm hoping to like move up and do something else in the company. No, that'd be great. I mean, yeah, hopefully you do get that. I mean, I mean, congrats for getting in this time, but I know, yeah, it's as long as you're vocal and maybe you can kind of push a little bit, especially since you've done the internship before, you can maybe, maybe get that photo pass. Um, We've had definitely a couple people, maybe at least one, I think we had two on here that did the photo pass um, in the past. So I'll have to like go back and listen to those and see if I can maybe give you any tips from what they've, they've said. Um, but that's yeah, awesome. I think, I think it's my waitressing experience that kind of like swayed it the other way. Oh yeah, so, no, that makes sense. But I mean, the thing is, like, you're you're talking to people all the time, and with PhotoPass, you're interacting with guests constantly. Like, you yeah. you really have to be approachable and friendly, uh, and just like energetic to get like get people to pose and stuff like that. Right. And you definitely seem like that type of person. So I feel like you'd you'd be perfect for it. So thank you. I think I would. I think. I think they don't know what they're missing out on. <laughs> well, hopefully um, in the future you do it and then we can get you on the show uh, uh, later on to yes. talk about that. But um, cool. So, yeah, that kind of is wrapping up things uh, today. That's all the questions I have besides this last one. So uh, every episode I always I always play the Disney parks background, uh, background music in the, the, the kind of background of this show. So, but I always ask uh, the cast members, like, what was your favorite Disney background loop? Whether it was a uh, Soren or the the Tiki Room, whatever it is, um, what what was yours? So I could play that on the show. Um, I love the one. I'm trying to think about what he told. Soren's a great one. I didn't even think about that one. Um, there, well, there's the so many. That, <laughs> yes, the one ever. I remember sitting like outside at Tony's, and they played the music that is from Up. It's like. Uh, so uh, you're talking song. about you're talking about probably just like the main street uh yes. usa background loop yes okay yeah because yeah up is definitely in there for sure yeah yep. that's a great one and then it's just funny though because like when you work on sunset boulevard there's like a 10 or 12 minute loop that plays so you just get so used to hearing it that you'll find yourself just like standing there singing it and having no idea like what <laughs> you're actually saying but yeah. it's just like muscle memory at that point <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'll be sure to use that one in in the show. So, um, well, cool. So, Caroline, it was so great having you on the show. But before we get out of here, was there anything you want to plug uh, on here on the show? Uh, check me out on Instagram. It is Glass Slipper Warehouse. That name comes compliment of my sister. I still frequent Disney all the time, and I'm really fingers crossed that my next trip does not get canceled due to Corona. Yeah, well, when, when are you planning on going? 
next trip is Memorial Day weekend, so we're really pushing it, but uh -oh. fingers crossed. Yeah, well, as of right now, they're not accepting any more um, reservations uh, before, or they're not accepting any reservations before June 1st. Um, I know. Yeah. And then, so, like, that weekend, though, but, like, June 7th, I'm supposed to be in Disneyland, so hopefully everything can just go as planned yeah let's i mean yeah definitely I, I think it's a good time frame yeah we'll definitely see how the world uh, kind of works yep. <laughs> like who know this is yeah, so unpredictable we never know. yeah yep. no no idea no clue <clears throat> all right well caroline thank you so much for coming in the show today uh it's been it's been great having you and i wish you the best in luck with the, your future disney endeavors Yes, thank you so much for having me. All right, no problem. And yeah, make sure you stay safe out there because uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to be worrying about you. Yeah, you too. Well, thank you once again, Caroline, for coming on the show today. It was so much fun chatting with you and talking about, it. Uh, yeah, you working at Hollywood Studios. It was so much fun uh, getting to talk with you today. So, uh, and if anyone else out there is listening, and if you were a former cast member and you would like to come on a feature episode of Excess Press, hey, just reach out to me. You could find me at matt at excesspresspodcast.com. You could just email me over there or just shoot me a... Shoot me a uh, direct message on Instagram or Facebook. You do that as well. So, all right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for this episode. Um, make sure you're subscribing to the podcast. You could do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, however you listen to podcasts. Uh, and if you can, please leave a review. It'll really help out the show. You can find all of our episodes at excesspresspodcast.com. You can also follow me on social media at on Instagram and Facebook at excesspresspodcast. Um, and again, if you have any questions or if you want to be on a future episode of the show, just again, my email is once again, matt at excesspresspodcast.com. Uh, and one last thing, I do have another podcast where we talk about movies, TV, video games. Uh, just we chat and review them over at What'd You Think? All the links are in the show notes if you want to check them out over there. So, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.